everybody. Thank you for showing up today virtually. Why did I say show up? <laughs> of all things, I could have said, geez, thank you for showing up. You're at my house. <laughs> this is Security of Minds podcast. I'm your host, Armando Ferro, here with my co-host, Emmy Kimura. She's <laughs> one of my... <laughs> did, you tell, did you see I was trying to limit myself there? <laughs> so... Very smooth. I liked it. <laughs> Very smooth. I smooth like X like I almost use. Um Emmy uh has been one of my good friends for gosh too many years. Twenty plus, twenty five plus oh, years. Yeah. Yeah, over twenty five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Met her in, in the, the Navy. Century. <laughs> yeah, geez. We're we're like uh what's that term? Middle-aged, at least, right? What? No, 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 no. I, well, I, well, I would be if I aged, but yeah, you definitely. <laughs> you definitely. Yeah, definitely for me, at least. Yeah, but anyway, I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> so today, we've got a guest that, to me, I love this man with all my heart, mm-hmm. and it's a deep, abiding friendship kind of love. I mean, I might be a little bit gay for him. I, I, he's kind of cute. And he's single now, so <laughs> yeah, bro, man. Nice. The dude is the dude is freaking brilliant. I met him through I think it was Pat O'Brien or Joe Vitale, one of the big marketers, and he was there, and and I made friends with him, and he had this really awesome program called Drag and Drop Websites, and he mm-hmm. let me beta it, and I went into it big time. I was like, whoa, this is freaking amazing, and I was poor guy, I was inundating him with. Emails, we're going to do this. We're going to, hey, Nathan, it's not working. It's like, what do I do? What do I do? So he fi- finally sent me straight, and I was able to do it really well, and I got really, really good at it. And people started asking me that were in, in that group, hey, how do you do it? How do you fix it? And then I'd give them a suggestion. Next thing you know, people started demanding that I fix it. And I was like, hey, I don't, I don't work with this company. And told Nathan, he's like, hey, if you want to charge them. I was like, really? Ah, and then from that, it actually came a job offer, and dang, man, that was amazing. It really changed how I saw marketing. It changed how I saw analytics and SEO, and I got to see his freaking beautiful brain, how it works, and the things that he did with that uh, program was just astounding, and uh, the marketing he did for Dragon Drop websites at the time was probably one of the most profitable in the highest conversion rates there's that has ever been. I, don't, I haven't kept up with the stats, but it was pretty damn good. And for anybody to beat it nowadays, it would be pretty astounding too. But um, I got to learn a whole lot from that. I developed my own companies uh, from what I learned in terms of SEO. And so I'm forever grateful to Nathan um, and, his, and his family He's got wonderful, beautiful kids, and I knew his ex-wife as well. She's a great person, and we just we just had a wonderful family. And for the time that the company was together, it was it was pretty tight. It's like I know what I'm doing on Wednesday night. I know what I'm doing on Friday night. I know that I'm waking up and doing this, and I know that if I don't know something, that I could reach out to Nathan anytime, and he'd provide me with some really great instruction. And so, it's for me, it's been a privilege and an honor to be his friend. And um, so I'm so very excited, not only for the audience to meet him because he's a wonderful guy, but also for him to be able to meet 
Emmy, who's one of my best and dearest friends. And so uh, with that, I'd like to introduce my brother, uh, my friend, uh, Nathan Anderson. Hey, brother. Hey, how you doing, bud? Hey. <laughs> how do you feel about that, that intro? That was something. That's, That's a lot to live up dramatic. to. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a good time and, and you know he definitely was was part of the family for for a long time so um it was a, yeah, it was a great experience buddy yeah yeah it was man i learned so much and and for me to to, to learn from what you probably grown right now to be one of the best in the industry but to for me to have been there and listen and learn that's that's what got me really good is that when you said something i just shut up and listened I was like, okay, this is this is this is gospel, and I'm going to be his apostle, you know. And I, and everything that you said actually came. I can see the results in my websites and the in the websites of my clients right now. I have um, uh, several clients. I've got a hosting company, and I've got two clients that are making well over a quarter million dollars a year because of the work that I've done for them. And that's all on Nathan because before that I didn't know nothing. And so setting up their websites perfectly, doing the good things on page, off page, on, on site, off site and setting them up with Google and all that stuff. And because of what Nathan so graciously gave me, um, those people are profiting and those clients, they absolutely love me. You know, anytime oh. they need something, yeah, anytime they need something, they know when they call me, and I'm starting to work. They, they they know it's ninety bucks an hour, and they call me and they're like, "Go, go do it." I, you know what, Armando? You and I need to speak less. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can afford your friendship anymore. <laughs> That's okay. I'll put you on the on the credit program. <laughs> oh, okay, just open a tab. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the entire podcast just talking Nathan up. Jeez. You, you have anything? Nathan hasn't gotten to say anything except for hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know what? You I already... Go ahead. Yeah, I do have questions. I just haven't been able to. I was waiting. It was it was brilliant what you were saying about him. I'm like, oh my uh, gosh, Nathan's amazing. <laughs> I still haven't heard him say anything, but he's he's outstanding. So Nathan, I'm kind of curious about that because you did mention the SEOs and and um and I I do know a little bit about that, but if you could speak about it because I do know that there's there's um, there's actually a science behind marketing on the internet and and um, and virtually there there's a science to it and I don't know that a lot of people realize it and I know there's a lot of people out there that it's a big thing now where people are trying to market themselves or brand themselves but they don't really know how there's a lot of nuances in it so without getting out your trade secrets. Because I really don't, you know, want you to to give it all away. But um, could you kind of explain and touch on things a little bit so everyone is up to speed a little bit? Sure. Well, <clears throat> I don't have any trade secrets. Um, uh, well, I'm an open book when it comes to that stuff. Anything you want to know, I'm happy to tell you. Uh, the fact is, is that uh, you know, marketing on the internet is just like marketing. Uh, anywhere else, it's most akin to uh, 
to direct marketing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like mailing a sales, sales letter to somebody and then them mailing in a check and buying your product or something like that is kind of where that whole thing started. Or placing an ad in the newspaper and putting a phone number on there and call wait 1-800 and order the product. Um, but it, it's grown to so much more than that uh, over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, you know, I'm happy to tell you absolutely anything I know. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm not the the top expert in the world when it comes to this kind of stuff. I just happen to uh, be really super curious about all kinds of things. And I always have sought out the truth behind everything. Like and so that. I do yeah. once in a while, I stumble across something really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it it's really fun mm-hmm. to, to discover uh, the truth of things. Um, but I, I work with a guy right now that's probably the number one guy in the world um, when it comes to digital marketing, and that's uh, Frank Kern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I do the implementation of, of uh, all of his online marketing efforts. And um, so I would refer to him if you want to learn something um, about digital marketing. I'll, you know, watch his stuff um, mm-hmm. because that's why I work with him is because I would say he's one person that I still have something to learn from. Um, oh, that's amazing. Well, I know he's, he's, he's big. I do, I do know that. Um, because he, I, I said response to a touch. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get nervous about that, but there was this awkward silence now that I said that, but, um, <laughs> so, so now I, I've done some reading in the past, um, not nearly as extensively as I sh- I'm sure you have, but, um, because almost anything you do, if you work for yourself or or if you're in an industry where the person themselves are, are marketed, which for film or modeling or anything of that nature, it really is. You're marketing a person or, or you're branding a person. And so I did some research on that. And it wasn't for me. It was, it was for somebody else. But um, And it was it was amazing, the things that I was reading. And I, it, I really didn't, up until that time, consider it my thing. But um, but once I started, the more I read, the more curious and the more interested I became because I, I got into things where it was it was speaking about um, NLP, neural linguistic programming, the, the the art of how to speak to someone and look at someone and the and your body language and how it conveys things and. And then about articles when you're writing about something, the keywords and, and, and the number of words and the science behind it, and when when your your public engagement is the highest on the internet and when it's the lowest in the times of the day. I mean, it was it was fascinating. It was like it was like falling down into a rabbit hole, into a whole new oh, world. It's, it's a serious rabbit hole. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, big it, time, big time. And I, I just touched upon it and, and I was fascinated by it. I was taking notes and writing things down and, and one thing would lead to another. And, and I, I can't even fathom if you've done it for years, what you've come across. Oh yeah. Back when I started, you know, I started making websites in 1997. So, um, and I started doing, uh, online marketing, you know, shortly thereafter, uh, mm-hmm. really, really got into, search engine optimization in 98, 99. And, um, that's, you know, that was the wild, wild west. It, it still is the wild, wild west. But, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back then you could do some, you know, simple tricks to, 
really get uh, an advantage over everybody else. And um, it, w- it was an interesting time. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote yep. the the first SEO book in in the internet marketing space in uh, 2001. So that was that was a while ago. <laughs> how, how much has changed since then, as far as as far as search engine optimization? Because I, I mean, is it still the bots combing through the internet and it, it's the finding trails and bumping them up? I mean, is it still like that? It, it's amazing. Back then, um, there was before. Google, there was a lot of things you could do just on your page would make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. um, a go- when Google came out, they introduced a whole new uh, concept, um, and that was it, it, they called it PageRank. But uh, PageRank. yeah, uh, the concept being that that the way other sites refer to you is as much uh, of a of a an important thing as the what's on your page. Um, so that was a big change back then. That's why Google got to be the monster they are. That simple, one little simple thing was saying that your reputation on the internet is as important as what you are showing on your website. Um, and that's, that hasn't changed. I mean, the, the numbers have changed for all kinds of things and, and, uh, and the technical details of how that it actually, uh, is played out has changed a little bit, but, but fundamentally, that's exactly what's still happening right now is hmm. how do people talk about you? Now they have social signals. So like mm-hmm. Google takes into account what's happening on Facebook or uh, or other social channels and are people talking about you? You know, is there activity about your website in the social channels? But that's really not much different than in the past when it was, you know, are other websites uh, referring to you? Are they, uh, are they you know, giving you credit when they're referring to their research, you know, it's more, it was more of an academic kind of thing back then. Now it's more of a social kind of a thing. Um, yeah. But it's and the entire, right? the entire thing too is multi, multi-layered. It's not only the on-page and the off-page, but you in order to get traffic or to get people to come to your site, it's also looking and finding where they are, where they're at. Just doing simple things like Nathan talking using utilizing Google Trends, and that was just a little tiny thing that we talked about, has literally made me tens of thousands of dollars by creating little ads on Craigslist based on where people are looking for things. So there's this one product that I that I promote, the Let's Go Belief Process, and they have some work on on weight loss. And so I go to Google Trends, put in weight loss, and it'll tell me which city. And the U.S. does the most searches for weight loss. So literally just going Craigslist for that city, putting an ad there, boom, literally start making hundreds of bucks, you know, every other couple of days. And it's been something that's been consistent. And um, I've also utilized some of the stuff that Nathan taught me in terms of YouTube. And so we've got little tiny videos that have keywords and it has a link. And Mm -hmm. those videos, even though they've been up for 10 years now, are still making me money. And it's just little tiny things, and it's and it takes somebody like like Nathan to go in there and examine. And, and that part is the tricky part. You can't just go buy some book on SEO somewhere and think that you can master it. You, it's really worth the money to hire somebody like Nathan to do it because in the end, you're getting an expert who's actually analyzing you know the data at at a you know at a level that most people can't. And, 
Well, I don't do it anymore, I, though, so don't, don't be don't do that. No. <laughs> Great. Now, Nathan is going to get bombarded by all these calls for, for a service he no longer wishes to provide. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. you got to put a lot of work into it and a lot of research. And, uh-huh. and for, it's weird because people nowadays want, you know, cheap and good, you know. Oh, yeah. And, but they want it all, but they, they don't really want to have to put anything yeah. out for it. Right? I yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so anyways, let's, so, uh, what, what, what have you done outside of the web business? I, I, I know that there's one big thing that for me, I was like, what? She's doing that? Whoa. <laughs> what have you uh, done besides? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about the firefighting and EMT stuff or yeah 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 oh yeah oh, wait a minute that wait a minute are you dancing now or something are you uh... <laughs> wait, I'm are dancing you and singing yes I am <laughs> <laughs> I want video <laughs> fortunately you know, that, that hasn't come to be so <laughs> <laughs> so what no, were you talking about something funny. Go ahead. Uh, you know, it, it, and I was talking to, well, uh, the fact is, is that, uh, when you've been in digital marketing as long as I have, you know, I, I work from a home office, so I never get to go home from work, you know, I'm always, oh, I understand. Yeah. Right. and I've been doing that since like 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's funny because it's, you know, you just, you typey, 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 and then money shows up in your bank account. Um, yeah. and it's a very oh, unreal sounds, thing. Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes a, a lot of money shows up in your bank account. It's okay, cool. thanks. All right. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, here's some lemon juice. <laughs> uh, but, but it's not real. It, it feels very odd, you know. You, oh, because it's virtual, right. Yeah, it's all virtual. It's not, it's not, uh, tangible. You know, I mean, like if you're, if you mm-hmm. work in construction, when you get done with the day's work, you go, look what I made, you know? Um, and it's, it's very, it's just a very weird, weird situation. So like, um, I had an opportunity to, uh, get involved with a local, uh, volunteer ambulance, um, uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. And, um, that was probably 2007. Um, and uh they all the EMTs that worked with the local ambulance company here were all like sixty plus. And uh they were looking for someone that could be, you know, able to lift the cot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. And I never I was never that guy that's that little kid that said, I'm gonna be a fireman when I grow up, you know, or I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> or medic or whatever, you know, I was, I never said that. I'm like, I would never do that. That's dumb. You know, that's why mm-hmm. would you risk your life for, for that? That's crazy. And now that's exactly what you do. <laughs> so I got involved with the EM, EMTs, you know, I got involved with the ambulance and, uh, at the ripe old age of 39, I was by far the youngest guy on the ambulance. Uh, and then, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, then the ambulance company merged with the local fire department and I had actually joined the fire department a year earlier because they were in the same kind of straits. You know, they're like, we need more young people. And Where it, do you, don't, don't actually answer this, but cause I don't want everyone showing up at your doorstep, but where do you live that, that, that nobody 
without an AARP card is active in the fire department or is EMT. I, I can't even fathom that. Well, I just, I live in a small, I know near a small town named Beulah, Colorado. People know that about mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's about a, a thousand people that live in the, in the entire district. It's 111 square miles of, um, you know, low mountains, foothills in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. And there's only a thousand people there. But it's a, you know, it's a tiny town uh, with a long history. And, of course, the volunteer fire department, since they were little kids, you know, and um, they just hadn't had any new blood in a long time. That's all. So, oh, so, so, and so now that's, that's you. <laughs> do, do you have anyone else? I mean, is, is, has that grown? Has it expanded? I'm well, it's changed dramatically. Now. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. At that time, a year after I joined, um, the fire department, they, uh, they merged the ambulance and the fire department mm-hmm. and passed a mill levy to have it tax supported, you know, instead of just mm-hmm. being totally donation and volunteer, you know, um, so there, there's actually some funding of the fire department now. Uh, okay. and that's, that was what, nine years ago. And, um, now I'm the oldest guy on the fire department. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so. outstanding. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. and, and it, it was a shock. And, and I tried not to show it when it was, when I first heard it, but it, it was surprising because <laughs> you don't, you don't really expect this. Cause when our, Armando told me about you, he really just, the last thing I imagined was you running out with the EMTs or the fire department. <laughs> I literally just imagined you shackled to your screen, your computer. And, <laughs> and, and I wasn't sure you even, you know, left. In fact, I use, I use those exact words. I said, Nathan is a computer. <laughs> you, you, you did. That's exactly what you said. You said, Nathan is a computer. I was like, yeah. well, that's going to make for yeah. a very yeah, fascinating well, interview. What is, the, what is the cure for that, though? The cure is to do something completely different, right? I, I yeah, love that. Right. That's that's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you, you, and this is the thing, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but you do more than just the firefighting and the EMT work. Besides the fact that you, you, you know, virtual money apparently just appearing magically in your account, you actually do something else, don't you? Because you had to do it today. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I'd somehow, I don't know when it happened, but uh, someone tapped me to to help save the Beulah melodrama. Um, and that's the summer, the summer play. It's, you know, a, a classical melodrama, you know, but I can't pay the rent, but you must pay the rent. You know, oh, that so every summer they'd have this melodrama for a couple weekends yeah. in Beulah and everyone had kind of moved away, grown up, gotten old, whatever. And so it was dying and they couldn't find anybody to act in it. And, uh, so someone grabbed me and, and pulled the oldest trick in the book and complimented me until I couldn't say no. Um, okay. <laughs> so you know like, what? okay. We, we all fall for that. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I'll do it as long as I can hold a script while I'm in the melodrama, because if I get flustered or something like that, I got to be able to look and see what my line is because I, I, I don't want to learn it so well that I just, you know, that, that takes too much time. And mm-hmm. so, 
actually my entire family got involved after that. And so, you know, my wife and all my kids Uh started acting in the melodrama as well. And, um, that it became just a family thing. And then of course there's a, there's a Christmas musical every year that all the churches in town put on, put on together. And of course they decided that I had to be involved with that as well. And, well, yeah, uh, I hope the compliments were good. Well, you know, if they keep asking me to come back, I guess I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's outstanding. That is great. This, this summer in the melodrama, I actually, I played the ukulele and sang in the intermission. Oh. Oh. Did you get video? Did you get video? Somebody always my took video yeah. of it. I I don't have it though, but um, oh but yeah, I'm like, it's like, can you step out of your comfort zone any more than that? I mean, geez. <laughs> do, do you play ukulele? Um, or did you well, up until this point? I, I learned it actually this spring um, from from a, a girl I was seeing. She was a, 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 a uh, an opera singer and, and a, uh, an ukulele teacher. So, well, <laughs> no, I don't um, play the ukulele. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, now we got to make an it. album, man. Now we got to make an album, brother. Oh, that's right. Go. That's right. You make you you've made some albums, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two albums on iTunes. I don't know if you knew that, Nathan, because I think that was after uh, Dragon Drop that uh, I just because I I did some live coaching, and so when I was talking to clients, blah blah blah, and I told them, you know, it's good to have dreams. You know, one day when I grow up. I'd like to write music for, and then I was like, one day it finally really hit me. I was like, wait a minute, when's that one day gonna come? So I just can't do it. I bought I bought a a, a synthesizer and all the equipment that I needed to record it, and sat down, wrote a album, started writing movies. And now I've produced a horror movie. In fact, we had one of the executive producers of the movie on on an interview as well, Dan Davies. And that's going to be coming out here next year. And because I finally just said, you know, just get up and do it. And so that's all. Awesome just good you. for some things. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you go, wait a second. <laughs> I got to do it now. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing I haven't done that I need to do is go visit you in Colorado. That's one thing you that do. I am about. five hours yeah. away. I'm five hours away. From, oh, from Beulah, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm five hours cool. away from Beulah, but I, where's I mean, the nearest, I'm not where's far the nearest from Air, Where's the nearest airport? Uh, well, Pueblo, Colorado, is the closest city, and they have a what you would call an airport. Um, it's got two gates. And did, did you two notice the question mark with that? Yeah. <laughs> we airport with a question mark. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, Springs is only about a, an hour and 15 minutes away, and they're a decent-sized airport. And then Denver is two and a half hours away. But oh, Denver is, okay. Yeah, yeah man, because uh, that's something we've talked about. It, especially someone like ourselves. I mean, we melded together so well. And it was so easy to just sit down and think about, you know, creating new things. But being with Frank Kern, that's probably got to keep you busy 24-7. Um, some of the stuff that he's done is pretty freaking incredible. I saw a video 
I think it was a video that you linked because I, I, I don't follow Frank, but um, where he's doing uh, Facebook ads uh, by doing page promotion or, or post promotion. And post promotion is one of the ways that you waste a lot of money. If you're a new company and you decide to go do Facebook ads, a lot of, for some reason they want to do post promotion and it does nothing for them unless you do it like Frank. Right. Frank's idea, it set my brain on fire. When I saw that, I was like, holy moly. And uh, one of the things that I've gotten is, is quick implementation, and that's what this word Nathan um, um, modeled for me. When you learn something, go and apply it. That, that's made me a lot of money, like with those Alexa skills. Um, I learned about Alexa skills. You can program it. It's really easy. Uh, Amazon helps you a whole lot, and you can use almost any programming uh, language. It's just a matter of doing it and, and going. Just like with drag and drop websites, make up a website for a chiropractor and go sell it to chiropractors and duplicate it and sell it, right? Mm-hmm. And so with these podcasts, I have a friend who has a call center in, in California, and he was talking about it. He was doing all these things, and I was like, Whoa, because he because he was doing training with his his um, um, his people, and that was one of the problems that he had going over and over the script. And I was like, dude, I can make an Alexa skill that can do that. And so I came up with this idea. I, I gave him a call, and I was like, hey man, I can do this. Blah blah blah. You guys can train in their off time. You can if they're doing wrong, you can send them to the break room and put on this app on their phone, and the uh, the, the app will train them. Blah. Yeah, man, that's freaking great. I'm sorry, can you do that for me? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. He goes, how much, man? I said, $2,500. He's like, yeah, let's go. And it took me two hours to code it. Uh, well, okay, now if he ever listens to this podcast, <laughs> no, it's he's going to realize how much you cost per hour. Well, yeah, it well, he didn't care. Yeah, it's worth it to him. But, but you know what? But this is the thing. It's, yeah, exactly. That that was a wise investment. If that saved him time and it got his productivity up, then really, that that's well, that's money well. It, it, well uh, it also it also had some of my training as a psychologist as well behind it to help reinforce how they use because their script is the most important thing. So that's followed by the mm-hmm. script. And so the way I coded it is so that they would be the customer and they would learn from the customer side and they would get oh, that wow. reference. And so it, it helps you through through repetition. You just repeat over and over and over in different scenarios. And so that was worth it, even if I would have taken me 30 minutes. And now it would take me 30 minutes to code it because I've now I've got uh, 26 Alexa codes, Alexa skills live through certification, another eight or so pending. And so I'm, pr- I'm pretty well versed on how to do it. But it's from what I saw Nathan do and what I saw him model and what he so was kind of started. Yeah, freaking brilliant, man. Freaking brilliant. <laughs> so, so um, one of the things that we like to do, too, on the podcast, Nathan, is the, the name of it is Synchrony of Minds. And it's how three minds get together and see what kind of new crazy things crop up from it. Sometimes new new things to talk about pops in, other things pop out, blah, blah, blah. So is there... Anything that's happened in, say, the last week or so that that pops out to you is, is unusual, something that you noticed that was kind of funky that you want to kind of share? I remember one thing that you did with your kids 
is they were collecting pine cones. <laughs> and, he's, and he said, let's sell these. So he made a website to sell pine cones, and he sold out of the pine cones, man. Really? Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know, I, I happen to like pine cones and acorns. Yeah. I don't know why. I have a thing for acorns and pine cones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is funny. So has anything popped up like that, Nathan? Anything kind of funky? No, that that, that was um, that was a pretty unique situation, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two Girl Scouts, you know, two little two little girls as Girl Scouts, and they came to me and and said, "We got to do chores to make dues, but you know, so we need to do chores and make a dollar or two every for every meeting." to bring his dues for Girl Scouts. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll clean my office and, you know, I'll give you a buck or two. And they're like, no, no, we want to make money the way you do. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You, you had to have been proud. That had to have been a proud moment because that yeah, yeah. is smart. And honestly, that, that I would have been like, oh, look, those my babies. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm like, well, what, you know, they're like, we want to sell something on the internet. And I'm like, well, what do you have that people would actually pay for? You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of essential. You gotta have something right, that people right. actually want to buy. Um, and they're like, oh, we do drawings. We do drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, grandpa gave me a dollar for my last drawing. And I'm like, eh, well, you, know, um, you know, that's fine and all. And yes, your drawings are beautiful and I love them. Uh, and I'll, I'll definitely pay you for your drawings. But, but what happens if a lot of people order them and you have to, you're like forced to do drawings for hours and hours. Would you like it anymore? You probably wouldn't like it anymore, you know? So let's, let's do something that, that is somewhat scalable, you know, that, that you wouldn't mind doing so much if, if you got too many orders and stuff. Um, and, uh, they said, well, I said, well, what, what do you, what do you have that other people don't have that's of value to them? You know? And, uh, they said, well, pine cones. I'm like, what? And they're, they're like, well, we're in a troop with the city kids. We're in a Girl Scout troop with the city kids, and we always have to bring pine cones for project day for, for crafts because we live in the mountains and have pine cones everywhere, and they live in the city, and they don't have any. So we can sell pine cones on the Internet. And I'm like, no. Well, wait, wait a minute. I heard that story of the people that are selling tumbleweeds on eBay. I happen to have an abundance of tumbleweeds around me. See? That is fascinating. So I said, okay, let's try it out. So you know, I can maybe. retire, right? I can stick googly eyes on my, I can go chase down some tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee pets. you, you can sell tumbleweeds on the internet. You can sell That's anything. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. There are people yeah. in this world that live in a place where there are no tumbleweeds and, and they want to use them for some reason, like movie sets, you know? I mean, people want to do a movie where tumbleweeds blow by and they don't have any, so... You know, yeah, but yeah, in any case, we, we, I said, okay, whatever. And we went, we went and, um, shot some pictures of them picking up pine cones and being all cute mm-hmm. little girls, you know, mm-hmm. just for, I wrote the sales copy. This is for, you know, benefit Girl Scouts. And, um, and you can buy your stuff here, click the button, you know, and, uh, I put up a Google ad, Google AdWords advertisement under the keyword, you know, buy pine cones online. Figured that mm-hmm. was pretty, you know, and uh, we sell a box once or twice a week, you know, and it was a great idea because people want to do crafts with pine cones. And they type in, buy pine cones online, and they'd find the site. But that the punchline came later. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 dude. Oh. The mer- there was a two different TV networks 
um, like, what was it? Um, well, there were two different uh, TV networks that merged. And as a result, they canceled a bunch of shows. One was a show called Everwood. And there were a lot of fans of that show, and they got canceled in the merger. Uh, and the newspaper, which was kind of a cent- central figure of the that that show, was called the Pinecone. And as a protest to their favorite show being canceled, all these fan groups and all these forums that were fans of the show Everwood decided that they would hold a protest and send into the network Pinecones. Oh, <laughs> my God. You imagine what happened next. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of those fan forums discovered the cute little girls on this website that sold pumpkins and said, let's all buy them from them. <laughs> that is, so your girls don't have to pay dues until they're like 97. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and that if you amazing. even show them a pine cone, they get angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, pine cone is a ruin. But you know what, though? When they grow up, that's going to be such a great memory for them. And that's such oh, a valuable lesson. Well, you know, the other lesson, too, is that they, they, get, they get to see somebody like Nathan doing something, and they get to see that it, it's, 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 valu- it's valuable to people. Well, like he me, showed them. I mean, they, yeah. they can now go and replicate this throughout exactly, their life. Exactly, exactly. See, with that is my amazing. family, with my family all, all my brothers are in the oil field. So they work very hard jobs every day. They come home sweaty and smelly and oily and bruised up and pains and motrin every day. And I'm sitting on my butt, you know, and they're laughing at me. But, you know, I'm the one that's laughing at them when I'm vacationing in Hawaii. Right. <laughs> because because of doing the little typey, typey, typey. There you go. My fingers are tired. Oh. It's like, oh, look, I'm going to callous on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, and that's what Nathan showed to me because before that, it, it, was, it was nothing. You know, I, I finished uh, grad school in, in Texas and was a clinical psychologist and then married my wife, Minister eHarmony, moved to Iowa. I didn't want to go through certifi- a thousand hours of certification in Iowa, so I needed to do something online. So I said, ah, I'll do life coaching. And then went to go find a website, and they're like, okay, it'll be $10,000. And I was like, for $10,000, I could learn how to do it. So I went and learned, and so I started doing all those seminars, and that's where I met Nathan, and it just changed my life from that point on. I know that was 2006, 2005, when all that stuff, after I met Nathan, and that's where my life went, up, went on a completely different trajectory. Yeah. So, Speaking at seminars back then, I was on I was on a stage at least once a month just talking about internet marketing, and uh, yeah. that, that was a good time. I liked I liked traveling around the world speaking on stages and stuff. But I haven't, I haven't mm-hmm. spoken in the seminar since like 2012, so I've just been you know. So it, it's a different life. The typey typey, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been I've been doing the more discovery kind of stuff, you know. I, I really like discovering truth, you know. That's kind of Ooh, okay. Let's passion. get into that because you just my antenna just popped up. I, I, I didn't mean <laughs> that in an inappropriate way. I realized once I said it, but <laughs> my well, mental back, antenna just popped up. 
Well, back in so, the day, before yeah. before I met Mondo, um, it, it was when I really started uh, doing some really advanced uh, statistical analysis and research of the search engine. So mm-hmm. I was um, I was doing a statistical analysis of Google and uh, Bing. Actually, it was MSN Search at the time and Yahoo Search, and just studying uh, search engine ranking factors across. Uh, you know, 1,243 different factors of what a website could possibly do to, to rank differently in the search engines. And mm-hmm. I dump it all into a big, huge database and then do queries across the database and, and actually find the truth. Does this, does this thing, is, is having the keyword in your title twice uh, beneficial or detrimental? Does mm-hmm. it make it, make it so that, that that website tends to be closer to number one or closer to number 10 uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, lesser? Uh, if it exhibits that ranking factor. And, and so I was able to actually, you know, uh, give a monetary, not monetary, a numer- numerological? Uh, a, <laughs> numerical. Numerical. A numerical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, association to, to different ranking factors. And so that's where the basis of my SEO knowledge was, was actual research, you know, right. not not just like, you know, a guessing and stuff like that, or, you know, talking to other people. Um mm-hmm. And so that was discovery. That's finding the truth. And uh, I, I continued that after, you know, Mondo and I went our separate ways and that company folded uh, in a horrible tragedy that we won't even talk about today. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I went on and did that same kind of work for, for big companies. So I, I would go in and um, they'd, they'd bring me in a contract and I would uh, figure out what's wrong with their marketing or what actually, mm-hmm. even if they had really good marketing, I would come in and apply that kind of research to, to their digital marketing and uh, try and improve their, like the conversion rate of their landing pages or the conversion rate of their, their add to cart page. Um, and um, for example, one, one company I worked for was a supplement company and they, they were doing about $8 million a year in, in one supplement. Uh, and I spent six months doing research on that company sales process and doing split test, multivariate split testing on their, uh, on their cart page. And it took six months to find a combination of how the page was laid out to make an improvement. And I changed one thing on the page and improved their conversion rate by 24.7%. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they, they actually went from selling $8 million a year on that page to selling $10 million a year on that page. So, <laughs> It's pretty cool. That's wonderful. That's, That's the kind of thing I do. I, I hope you get Christmas cards. <laughs> I, got, I got a really nice pen from the... Uh, really, you know. oh, that's even better. <laughs> I still have it. Do you? Um, uh, certainly. And, and then I went to work for a couple of different companies of, that friends of mine uh, run um, and helping them do that same kind of thing, doing branding and uh, marketing uh, and um, multivariate split te- split testing and and uh, things like that. I just I love all the different things where you can discover the truth and, uh, mm-hmm. and build things that uh, that have an impact. It's really I don't know. It's it's stupid. I'm not I, I love how you're it, putting it's not uh, stupid. It, it's, it's becoming more and more important. I mean, any business where someone is working for themselves or or has the aspiration to. Um, 
they, that kind of require it, it's not even kind of it, it's going to require that they have to be able to market their service or product or themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost anything nowadays does, unless you are going to have a nine to five job and have your employer decide what your worth is. Anything that you're going to do where you want to determine your wealth, your worth or your wealth, you're going to need to know how to market something, like you said, that, that people want. And that's either right. your service, your product, or yourself. And, and, and you said a thing earlier that was really key. You're like, Mondo, but he's, if he listens to this podcast, he'll discover what he, you know, you charged him per hour. Um, <laughs> that, and that right there is very telling of, of what's in your brain. Um, that should not be in your brain. Yeah, okay. Your your time is 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 worth an infinite amount of value, and you should never value anything by time. Uh, you should value what you do and what you know and what you can do for somebody else by the value you bring to them. And if you know if Mondo was able to solve this this guy's problems for twenty five hundred bucks, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how long it took him to do it. Fact is, yeah. is that he presented that man an, an incredible amount of value, so he probably didn't that's charge true. near enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, you well, know, it's funny that's because true. based on on you know Nathan, Nathan, I would always ask Nathan, Nathan, what about this? What about this, Nathan? Look, and I would apply it. I would say, okay, mm-hmm. I believe it. Let's go, boom, and I'd apply it. And I'd have case study for the webinars that I'd hold for the company because I was Nathan's director of training and support, and so we'd have. We'd have webinars for the clients, and we had a thousand clients at, at one time, and uh, and we'd have like 200, 300 people on the webinars, and so we wanted to keep the the data fresh. We wanted to keep the information fresh. We wanted to get everybody going forward. We'd have to have some case studies, and so I would do a lot of the stuff so I could have a, a case study. There's one website I built for a client. Um, Michigan Property Management or something like that. Some, some funky company out of um, Michigan. And um, so created a site for them, optimized it for SEO. Next thing you know, they're number one, and boom, they, they make a sale that was worth, you know, several thousand to them. And I only charged like, you know, 200, 300 bucks to create this, this basic site. It was just basic site, nothing you know, really cool about it, but it, mm-hmm. they were able to rank very quickly based on that we were doing the right page, the right on page stuff, like Nathan was talking about, to examine what's the truth, what really is effective out there. And then also that I, I created another thing called the uh, Advanced Research Forum, where I created uh, these batch executables that would that would run. Uh, the kind of uh, SEO searches that Nathan taught me to run, you know, mm-hmm. to get keywords and to get this and to, so I created these little executables that would they would do that process, and so I did it. And I said I create a little website, boom, put it up, and then set it up for sale, five hundred bucks a year, and I had five five people sign up right away, made twenty five hundred bucks. That time was literally in about an hour. Half half an hour to an hour because it didn't take me that long to create all that. It was really simple, but it's applying stuff that you it's it's applying truth, find, going out and finding the truth, and then using that truth to leverage reality. And then and you solve it, people's problems. And if you solve exactly. people's problems, man, you're you're very valuable. 
Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do think what you guys are able to do, it, it is it is like modern sorcery. It, it is to, to yeah. the rest of us, right? To the rest of us who don't know. And and I'm throwing myself wholeheartedly into that pot. Um, I'm, I'm amazed. I am. I am in complete awe of what you do because I know that makes such a huge difference because it doesn't matter if someone has the world's best widget if they don't know how to optimize it and, and get the attention of the people who want widgets. <laughs> it, it, the, the biggest thing for me is I tended to be grandiose and braggadocious, especially ex-service mm-hmm. member, was a combat veteran, and I was this hot dude. <laughs> but seeing Nathan's example, he was humble. He was like, let's take a look at this. This is probably the most I've heard him talk altogether. <laughs> so I think, you've, you, I think you've changed Nathan, you know? I haven't actually so, done much talking. He, he's just, he's carrying this, I, this podcast. I know. He, yeah, he's, I mean, he's real humble, and, but, but he gets down to the nitty-gritty. What's true? What have you seen? What is mm-hmm. actually doing something? Because we have a lot of people that would come into the program and they would say, well, let, you know, we should do this and that. And because I heard it from here and I bought this $5 ebook. And so you should put, you know, your keyword 15,000 times on your website. And, you know, it, it was, it always came down to what is actually happening. You know, what mm-hmm. actually works. Not guesses, not a random ebook. It's what do the numbers say? And that's what Nathan taught me. What do the numbers say? What really works? And that's served me for years and years. So I know I've told you thank you. I told you thank you again, of course, because it's just I, something I, that... I thank my lucky stars you came into my life too, buddy, because oh, uh, you, you made a big difference in a, in a lot of people's lives. And, uh, you know, I couldn't have done that without you. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny that you said that. I, I remember uh, we went on a trip to Chicago, me and my wife, and we were we had we just had a little baby, and and I was taking off that weekend. I wasn't going to do the webinar, and uh, Trishy was going to do the webinar, and she called me freaking out because she didn't know what to do. Oh, I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. So I remember I did the the webinar from a parking lot in Chicago. Because that's what you do for the people you love. You know, Nathan Anderson needs me right now, and I'm in the middle of making love. Yes, I'm going to stop making love. No, 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 you don't don't ever do that. Don't ever do that again. Well, too late. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say too late. I've done that. (laughs) But yeah, man, because... I, I was happy. I was grateful for being there, you know, because I felt the change. I, ooh, boom, I made a hundred bucks from this crappy little website that I just flopped together and didn't know what the hell to do. Whoa. And then it really blew my mind when I made 5,000 bucks, 10,000 bucks from that crappy little website. But probably by then it was a lot better website. And then now, you know, creating websites, I don't, I won't do it for anything cheaper than, you know, 3,500 bucks. But I do, I have also switched around to and helped the little people, the little small businesses who can't afford to pay 3,500. Screw it, I'll do it for 500. Why? Because I can do it within 30 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
And so, but it was all from, from Nathan because before him, it was just literally seminar after seminar, doing nothing and nothing, nothing working, nothing working, ebooks and programs and buy this, nothing. It, it was the only one that actually, who actually had real information that actually worked was Nathan, period. Wow. Like, so, so, well, that, that period Nathan was talking about, I was willing to do some stuff that nobody ever would have done because I loved him so much, period. Oh. And, and so, but, and, and it was just because of Nathan, who he is, you know, and, and I've loved him ever since. You know, oh. it's funny. These podcasts are turning into love fest, aren't they? I, I, you know what? I was just thinking. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm, now I'm going to. I was just thinking. Oh my god, I think I'm the third deal on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a cute third wheel, right, Nathan? You know, this is a nice part. It's all right. Line. It's all right. It's, it's it's kind of it's kind of wonderful to, to witness that sort of respect and love, though, especially from yeah. you, Mondo, because. For someone yeah. to to get that from you, do you know what I mean? Uh, you, yeah, yeah, he does. He deserves every every ounce of it. Exactly. I mean, he has to. There has to be something very, very special about him mm-hmm. for you to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think like you're, the most telling memory you have of me is what that I used to jump up on the lab benches and, and clean shelves that nobody used or cared about. <laughs> Would you say to them, like, I mean, nobody has used that shelf in 20 years. You don't have to. And I'm like, hey, and you were nine months pregnant, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I bet none of you, none of you had allergies that year, right? That's right. There you go. That's right. You're welcome. That's right. You're welcome. You know, that actually brings up something <laughs> that, that Nathan modeled for me, is that mm-hmm. a- excellence always brings money. So if if you put your determination and drive and your focus into it, money will come. You know, you don't have to worry about, will I make money? Will it be? The money will come because people will, will sense your, your capabilities, your, your ability will sense that you're disciplined, that you can actually do it. And that's where I've been hired beyond agencies. It was just me, little old mm-hmm. me. And in my little iMac, and then there's other big marketing agencies that were vying for uh, a job with this a, a corporation, and I got the job. Why did I get it? Because they, I showed them that I was disciplined. And mm-hmm. those other people were just like, well, you know, we can blah, 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 and we've got a team that will do this, and well, we don't know about that. But and then I was like, I'm the one that's always there. You'll call me. When you have a problem, you call me. You don't go to a support desk and hope that you'll get your email answered, you call me and I'll be at Thanksgiving dinner and I'll answer. And that's the way Nathan modeled to me. And that's the way that I carried on. And, and so that's how I've been able to be so successful, you know, alone any agency because uh, I have the same discipline. Now, I never and, told you to, to stop making love to help a customer though. Okay, I was thinking the same thing. Nathan. I wasn't gonna. I'm so glad he said it, not me. I, that's literally but, exactly where my mind went just now. But you, you were paying me so well. I was like, he's paying me to do this, so I'm gonna go do it. I was like, honey, you can make love to me after. So, 
So she was happy when I got my my monthly, uh, you know, uh, what was it, the PayPal uh, distribution. She was like, "Ooh, baby, let's make up for that time," you know. <laughs> so you got me, you got me more than I normally get, if you know what I mean. So, so it was fine. To oh, stop you you're you're just making me sad now. Now it's like like oh no. <laughs> but you know, it's it's. It, I mean, and, and that's just that's just the truth very well too that if you put discipline and focus uh mm-hmm. into your work and, and the money will come you don't have to worry about that the money will come whatever you do if you're a great actor if you're a great musician if you're a great writer you know you just put your time in and it will come just like the the other interview we had dan davies mm-hmm. and he puts his you know, his his nose to the grindstone. I mean, he is constantly working, and that's why he gets jobs here, gets jobs there. He's actually really huge, Emmy. He's really huge. I mean, mega star in in Nollywood. Mega. He's like the Brad Pitt of Nollywood, and um, and it's just it's just his time. It's just biding to do it here in the states. That's all. And but I saw that in Nathan. You know, I looked yeah. and I and I mimicked. Nathan's the followed. Brad Pitt of internet marketing. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw those dimples. I I checked out I checked out your Facebook page. <laughs> oh well, thank you. You know one thing though, and and this is the only thing uh, I'll say against Nathan Anderson. Oh geez, I, I, with his with his ex wife, I have no idea how he attracted her. <laughs> she was a drop dead fox. Oh my god! And it was like, how did Nathan? And it was like his brains. That's it. Just freaking brains. You know what? There's this is the thing. This is the thing. Women, well, maybe not all women. I mean, women are attracted to different things as men are, right? There is a segment of the population that finds intellect very, very sexy. I'm just gonna put that out there. So. So, and this is going to go to any man. If they are finding the wrong kind of way, because you, you know, we've all seen this, right? Our friends complaining or oh, people yeah. complaining about, oh, why do all women think this? Why do all, it's like, no, they don't. All men aren't like this and all women aren't like this. If you're, mm-hmm. if that's what you're getting in your basket of relationships, then you're shopping in the wrong aisle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need, you need to find a different place. <laughs> To shop. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it, that, that's that's what it is. If you, if you go to the discount bin, then you're going to get the discount item. But, but mm. I, I hate to put it that way. That was so crude. I'm sorry. I'd like to regret <laughs> that. You can edit that out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. What's coming up is is um, are you are you are you feeling good, Nathan? Are you in a good place? Because to hear to hear you talk this much to me makes me feel good, actually. Mm-hmm. Because back then, back then you were just you were very you know cut and dry. Okay, um, hey Nathan, what should we do with the, about this? Okay, well you know according to the stats, we should do this and this and this and this, and that was it. That's all the answer we get. <laughs> but now to hear you open up and talk and playing ukulele, mm-hmm. holy moly. And it, to me, after having gone through a divorce, it, it was hard <clears throat> after my first divorce. And especially my wife was not the funnest of women. 
And my divorce was re- the first divorce. So <laughs> the first divorce yeah, was I really remember. bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I, re- I remember I remember what it did to you. I remember that. Yeah, and it took me a while to recuperate, and you know, to see you like this, Nathan, it does my heart good. Unless you're a good actor, unless you've gotten to be a really well, apparently <laughs> he is. He is that as well. But um, you know what? What he brought. I don't even know which one was brought up, but one of the things that he he had actually mentioned, and it just floored me because I was actually thinking about it. But but it's one of those things that if someone isn't into into quantum theory, then it's just they're going to roll their eyes and have no idea what you're saying, and you're just going to seem insane, right? But he brought up quantum entanglement. Oh yeah. I, Okay, maybe that doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but I was so floored by that. I was so impressed. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Yeah. But the ukulele was impressive, too. The ukulele, that's, that's a close <laughs> second. <laughs> to me, that he played it, that was huge. I keep it right here. I actually have three, but I, I keep them right here where I can play them if I need to. Yeah. Awesome, brother. That's awesome. There was there was something that came up too. I uh, read an article talking about consciousness and how they were studying brain cells. And so the way they were looking at these brain cells fire, they're like, you know, why are they firing this way? It doesn't make sense when they when they try to extrapolate thoughts. But what they came, when they looked at it from an algebraic using uh, algebraic topology, they saw mm-hmm. something completely different. That there was actually a four-dimensional interaction within that those brain cells, that these brain cells were creating these structures that were beyond the brain. <laughs> Freaking amazing! Yeah, so, yeah. That, a physical transformation of something that's really bioelectrical. You know, that's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about extra-dimensional uh, uh, placement of thoughts, and then well, so if, then you, you, you you yeah go ahead. Well, well, then you mix that in with, you know, stuff like law of attraction, what you, what you think you'll manifest. It mm-hmm. literally, it literally describes that your thoughts are actually in, into, in, in a different dimension, that your mm-hmm. mind is in a different dimension and that, that it's tied in together with, with the brain. In fact, Joe Rogan was talking along the lines of this. And, uh, he wasn't talking about the consciousness and the brain research. He was talking about these things called, um, Noth, the Noth, oh man, I forgot the name, the, the Koth. Well, there was this, there was a, he had a, a mathematician on his show, and mm-hmm. the mathematician brought up this gif of this, you know, this twisting, spinning, four dimensional looking thing. And it's it so this, weird, dude. That's exactly what I was telling Emmy about yesterday. No, <laughs> yeah. that podcast, that exact co- podcast. I'm like, you have to go watch this. Yeah, it is incredible, <laughs> wasn't it? And so what I did is I tied what he was talking to into the brain, into the brain research that I read, the consciousness research. I'll have to forward that article to you. I have to find it and forward it to you. But that's exactly what I saw happening. And then I was like, holy moly, our thoughts are actual things in different dimensions. Well, I mean, and it's amazing, right? Because I remember reading this book, and I think the book was from the 60s. It was so old, but I remember reading it when I was still in school. And it, it, 
it was called, and I don't know if either of you have ever heard of this, but it was called TNT, It Rocks the World. And it was, what is that? It, it, well, basically it was, it was this old book, but, but it taught the same types of things as, um, as you know, now, now what they're talking about is, uh, it, the, gosh, what is it? The secret. Oh no, it's called the magic of believing TNT at rock world is what it was called. And, and so it goes into that, how people's beliefs and their mental states on a certain thing will, will attract or repel certain things. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we dwell on the negative, the things that are wrong. And we're like, well, this always happens. Oh, I, I knew it would go wrong. It always does. Well, you pretty much just said it right there, right? You, you just, you already know what to expect. You already know you're going to get, and you get exactly what you've decided you're going to get. And, um, so it is kind of fascinating. And now, now that there's, it seems like science is backing all these things that we've been, you know, these types of things that we were told. And throughout history, if you think about it, if you think about the philosophers in our history, you know, Asian and Eastern alike, they said things like this, but, you know, they tried to describe it and explain it in terms that they understood at that time. Well, now science is coming up with a whole new world of terminology and experimentation, which is sort of backing, or, or it, it, the implications are, are kind of staggering. Mm-hmm. 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 Now that 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 one podcast is uh, Joe Rogan gets mind blown by physics, where he's talking to the mathematician named Eric Weinstein. Yep. And and it was just freaking amazing. It's funny that you're talking about law of attraction and the secret. Mason and I know uh, one of the stars of the secret, uh, Joe Vitale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of how we yeah. met. Was at a, a seminar that Joe Vitale and I were both speaking at. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. And funny. so, yeah, we we kind of that was before the secret. That's like before the secret came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And now I know another and, one of the of the stars of the secret is John Asraf. So. Oh really? Wow. Donna works yeah. for him. What's that? Oh, Donna, yeah, that's our, right. our mutual friend Donna Fox works is the director of marketing for John Ashraf now. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay, so it's called the Hop Planet. Planet Hop. H O P F. And and that's that's that. And and when I look at that, I was like, man, that is that that it's actual reality. And that shows that our thought process, our mind. Um, is in, a, in this extra dimensional place and it goes back and forth and back and forth. So, so that, you're, so that thoughts are, are, are real. And, um, exactly. I was playing around, yeah, I was playing around with this idea that, um, what you're experiencing, you're, you're experiencing, I don't know how to put this, the, the entire universe that's centered around you, you're creating as you put your attention on it. So mm-hmm. behind you, that's not there, and so you start looking at it. And so as you start looking at it, you start putting together all the universe. So whatever you're looking at, that's the part of the universe that you're experiencing. So it that shows it. The way I I put it together is that it it goes right along with the the planet Hoff 
uh, gift that they came up with. But it's really amazing how the people who came up with that idea, it was a linguist and some person who was in algebraic topology, and they started talking about how can we bring in linguistics and science and, you know, and natural science and how can we get together? And they had both independently come up with this idea behind the, the planet Hoth. And so they put it together and, and it's, it's one of the most important structures in the universe that all physicists talk about it. And it's the one main focal thing. And, uh, and so I think that was cool that you talked to me. Well, we, you guys have heard of the, the thought. Maybe this, maybe this is what you're, you're speaking of also is that there is a main thing or particle and everything else is just an extension of that. It, it's because we all think of ourselves as, as like universes unto ourselves. We we're born, we're eccentric, whatever it is. But, um, but it's a different thing to think of. We're all just extensions and reflections of one thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and so there isn't really, there really isn't that disconnect of, well, this is Armando and this is Emmy and this is Nathan. It, it's, well, th- that we're all the same extension. We're all the extension of the same thing. We're all the same thing, just different reflections. Cause and it's like knowing yourself, right? How do you, how does one know themselves if yep, they not you, observe themselves? Now that you shared that, I, I'm actually moved to, to share something, but that's going to be really, really out there. So, but I'm, I would yeah, only I like do it just thing. because, yeah, I would only do it just because it's us three. So the millions of users, if you guys could close your ears, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I You're not going to talk about the, the gay night, are you? Because I, I, no, I, I really don't want to talk. on the only, cigar A. If, if, we go, if we go with the, tra- the line of thought that we're already on, then technically that's just self-love. It's it's okay. It is. Hey, yeah, yeah, I love that. You're welcome. <laughs> it's not gay, it's autoerotic. Yeah, <laughs> and I am pretty handsome. <laughs> you've already, yeah, you've already established how handsome and irresistible you are. So <laughs> I remember you used to tell me that all the time when we were living. Uh, yeah, it was true too. Oh my God, you know how many women I dated when I was? Well, I better stop. I know you, you told me. I think you've told me about all of them. I think well, you you might have met half of them at least. You know. I don't know. There's no way. I, I don't know that many people. There's no way I could have asked. I, so, I, we totally I, yeah, derailed Mar- Armando's beautiful thought. I'm sorry. We should probably yeah, get back yeah, to you. Okay. <laughs> so I was, taking, I was taking this course by a lady named Christy Marie Sheldon, who's a mm-hmm. mega fox. And she's she's uh, Armando? Oh, she's amazingly Mondo. Oh, nice. We got this. This code term, Nathan. I think we'll tell it to you off the off off the air or something. But yeah, you'll hope anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, she she has this course and she, where she does energy work, and mm-hmm. and so you do all this visualization and blah blah blah. And so in one of the sessions, is um, this the redhead? I actually, no, she's blonde. Her name is Christy oh, okay. Marie Sheldon, and um, so she um, one of the. Uh, one of the sessions, I did this 
this thing where you're supposed to expand out your energy. So I expanded it way out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, intergalactically. And then so while I was there, I was looking at these wonderful formations. And then I looked over and I saw some dude. And he didn't notice me. He was too busy looking at the formations. And I thought, this is this. I intuited that it's a scientist, and he's been working on this problem. He's been looking at this formation, and he's been wondering how it is. And so he's worked himself, and then he, you know, passed out, went to sleep. And so he astral projected to that location and was looking at that place. And that's something that you can actually do. Out of body um, um, travel is something that's real. You can learn it. And so, and so when I saw, when I looked over, I saw that dude and I was like, that's a scientist checking this formation out. And so we have this, there's a, a Facebook page for the group. And, and so I asked somebody if they would be willing to muscle test because using kinesiology, you can determine if something is actually true or not. And somebody who was a Reiki practitioner said, yeah, I'd love to. And then I asked them, you know, um, uh, was it a scientist that I saw uh, next to me as I was exploring, you know, the specific portion of the of the galaxy? And she's muscle tested. Yes. Whoa, that's cool. And so this universe that we live in, um, too often we get caught up in the local neighborhood, the, the, everything that's around you that you can see and feel. But the other things that you can't see and feel are just really freaking amazing. Just like mm-hmm. people across the globe who love this idea of a pine cone and are willing to shell out, you know, it's 20 bucks to get this pine cone shipped to them, you know. And it's something, someone that you'll never see, somebody that you'll never touch. You might not ever talk to them, even email them. But they gave you this unit of love. Um, because you built something that they were looking for. And so it all ties back that we are all one. We all share this. And so that if you're doing work and if you want to do good Internet marketing, you want to create a great website, do something out of love, um, and you're solving somebody's problem and the money will come, period. I want to consider this because I've been toying with this, and it's, so it's I've I've heard the saying that what we perceive as reality is less than one percent. Less. I don't I, I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's it's very tiny. That that almost what we don't see is over ninety nine percent of what is, is reality mm-hmm. and, and the universe we we can't perceive. So consider that if what everything that we consider is the entirety of our reality is is like a fraction of one percent, then the, and and that being said, going back to to if you can think it and see it and believe it, then it, you can make it happen. What what is the potential for that? I mean, imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that's stopping you is the belief. Yep. Yeah, and what we base our beliefs on is what our perceived reality is, which is which is next to nothing. <laughs> so it, think about that. If you can have anything you want, be anything you want, and do anything you want, what would you do? If if all of our limiting beliefs weren't in place, if we weren't already pre-programmed with faulty programming, what would you do? Mm-hmm. 
what would you bring into your life? What would you create in your life? I mean, I love that question. I'm still grappling with it because I'm just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Nathan, what, what do you what do you think about that kind of stuff? The um, you know the law of attraction, the think it and it'll come true kind of stuff. Because as a computer, there's where's the data? You know. So well, you know, how, in, in a way, some part of my mind almost, and, and I don't know why I have that link, but but when I was talking to Nathan and I was listening to him, part of my mind kind of makes that link with. That that connection, and I I don't even know why I would, but it does hmm. somehow, and 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 I I there's can't tell, and to, I couldn't tell you why. Yeah, there's different ways to look at it, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and th- there's a the law of attraction stuff has a, a kernel of of absolute truth, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, is that like you say, there 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 is a plane of reality that we just don't even understand, you know, mm-hmm. and how we attach you know, words to that to give it meaning or, or or what, you know, I mean, I personally disagree with Joe Vitale when it comes to the law of attraction. I don't think it's a law. I think it's a principle or a, you know, something that, that we can observe. But when you make it a law, then, then you try and make it behave according to what you believe. And, mm-hmm. and I don't agree with that. Um, however, there's, there's clearly a lot of stuff that, like you say, 99% of, of what is real uh, or what is truth, uh, we don't even see or understand. Um, and I ascribe uh, a somewhat more traditional, um, you know, view of that. You know, I, I probably, I, I call myself a Christian, and mm-hmm. I believe that, that, uh, that what's outlined in the Bible is what really happened. And... Mm-hmm. If you think about all of the stuff that we are experiencing with the revelation of, of, of truth and reality that we're discovering in quantum physics and all that, it, and you look back at what, uh, at, for example, what Jesus talked about, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. You know, well, I mean, he's like, uh, yeah, exactly. faith to move mountains. And the fact is, is your thoughts are things. Um, it, it's all, yeah. it's all the same stuff. You know? Well, and I actually have had that thought too that, that that actually explains why I mean that that actually explains that I've made that link too between between Jesus and and the miracles he performed and and the things he said and, and it doesn't it it's not mutually exclusive right and a lot of people unfortunately they they make that delineation say well well that can't be real because of this and because these are my beliefs so this can't be real it's like but this this what they're discovering here does not negate what your beliefs are. It doesn't threaten them. No, that's, and I've been confronted several times on that level, you know, mm-hmm. like how, how can you be a, uh, a thoughtful, you know, person? How can you be a scientist? How can you be someone who, you know, ascribes to data as reality and, and still call yourself a Christian? I'm like, that's the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but, um, Everything I discovered, nothing turns around and says that Jesus was a liar. You know, mm-hmm. it all says that he was speaking the truth from from uh, a different place than what most people understand. So it's it's just weird. I mean, we've we've known these things for millennia. You know, mm-hmm. it's just now we're actually able to physically and 
statistically prove and observe these realities now. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, I think it's just a wonderful time. You know, the whole particle physics and quantum physics area of things is just super interesting. You know, it is. It is. It's fascinating. I, I mean, I and I think that's why I like it because I like the idea of of limitless possibility. I, I do like that idea that um, that everything. Because think about everything when we were children. Things that we imagined and that, that we had hoped and dreamed and, and fantasized about, but somewhere along the line, we were told or taught or, um, that those things aren't real, that can't, that can't be done or you mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. do that. And, you know, and as children, you sort of accept it. So, and that's what, what, what I call the faulty programming that we were all endowed with now is, is those things. We're, we're well-intentioned people who didn't want us to be disappointed or disillusioned started teaching us limitation. Mm-hmm. And, and establishing limitation. Right? Yep. And they learned from exactly. Their exactly. It was all well-intentioned. I, mean, I don't think, you know, any... Well, that is the human condition. I mean, the fact is, is when you're mm-hmm. born, you, your senses are wide open, you know, mm-hmm. and the whole... The whole act of growing up, the whole act of, you know, becoming functional in the world and maturing is limiting your sensory input and putting a label on things. It, well, well so, it, is. it is. Yeah. That's the well, whole point of then, growing up. And then, because then that instead I, of aspiring to, to the 99% of what could be, you're, you're more willing to fit in and accept that 1%. And that, what, what, that is acceptable what, and, and received. Go ahead. And what you said, what you said, Nathan, speaks directly to what Emmy was talking about about the ninety nine percent that you don't see because your beliefs um, they they screen reality. So if you believe something and mm-hmm. that's in the core part of your nature, you can't see something else as, as being other than what you believe. And yeah. and. Um, so yeah, you miss everything else, and and it and it it comes to different areas of your life. Like with myself, I never really saw myself as lovable, and, mm-hmm. and well, so, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, and so it created this state that when I was in relationships, I always had to get confirmation. Do you love me? Do you love me? Hey, how's it going? Do you love me? And it's because I didn't feel lovable. I had to be told a million times, and so that's that's obnoxious, you know. And so I did this process with a guy named Mark Andreas, who's in Colorado, actually. Um, his father just died, a, a phenomenal therapist named Steve Andreas. Steve and Connie Ray Andreas are, are some of my most treasured gurus in, in NLP. And um, uh, so I was working with Mark on, on self-concept of being lovable. And the change that we made was so rapid, so quick. I was like, man, I've always been lovable. And it was just because mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't have the belief that I was. And so because of that, I've been open to doing things that I would have never, ever have done. Um, like I, I manage a, a Facebook group that has 500,000 members. And, and then we've got a special little secondary group from that 500,000 members where we, we keep it closed and it's just us. And we're, we're all, you know, we all let it out. We all share. 
And I managed that, I admin that group as well. And there I wasn't, you know, I was really careful, you know, because these ladies would always flirt with me. And I was just like, ha, 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 you know. And then now that I did that work and being fully in feeling that I'm actually lovable, I'm willing to change completely and see that, oh, my God, I've been getting a lot of really good vibes and people were throwing a lot of good love at me that I wasn't accepting before. And so that that changes reality, you know, just and I go back all the way to Nathan again, that he taught you get the truth and then work from the truth. And so sometimes when you think you can't do something, go get the truth, and you'll find out that you, you've actually been able to do it all along. Yeah, I, I so, don't know necessarily, because, um, yeah, I, I kind of think with the, one of you had said that words have power or and, and and that's true. I do believe that because I think we have we have this inner dialogue, and 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 we've all seen this where people don't necessarily live or or love at the level that they deserve, but at the level that they believe they deserve. Right. And and because that's what you're willing to accept because. Anything better and beyond that, you know, maybe what you want and what you're missing, but in your mind, if if your mind is like, gosh, you know, I wish I could have that, but there's that that um that other part of that dialogue which is, yeah, but but I but I'm never going to have that, and that's that's very limiting, right? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you want, it doesn't matter what you deserve. But it's going to make all the world a difference what you believe you deserve, oh, yeah. and and what you believe you can have. Absolutely. Uh, when I was in when I was in service, I, just, I was. I just went there. <laughs> when I was in service, I was a freaking drunk. I mean, I drank every no. day. I was good at I was good at hiding it. When I went to work, I did everything to I could to be sober, but. Yeah, but I have been I, going I know through you're a, lot a pizza that. eater. I know you ate. I know you ate a lot of pizza. I didn't know about all the alcohol, but, <laughs> but I, well, so this, well, this is something that's not well known. Is when Armando got divorced from his first wife, he actually came to live with me and my now ex husband, and um, and he kept his door locked. You had a you had a lock on your door, and he he used yeah. to keep his room locked, but. I remember, you know, and I, and it was his room, so so no one ever tried to get in there or anything. But um, I remember one day, like for some reason, your door was open, and I was shocked. I was shocked at all those frightened pizza boxes cowering in the corner of your room. (laughs) (laughs) It was my comfort. I made them into (laughs) bags. I wanted to sneak the pizza and just go under my cushions. So, and, and back then, you know, it was self-medication. It was, you know, the PTSD and having lost my wife and, you know, it was all freaking horrible. But but it, it all started for what I believed, you know. I believed that I was a piece of shit. And so that's how I left my lived my life. You know, a lot of the women that I dated were women I probably shouldn't have dated. Mm-hmm. But... No, no, wait, wait, let me... Let me 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but changing the belief and changing how I felt about myself, and that's where you were instrumental. I mean, that you made me feel like I was worthy of being your friend, that I was worthy of having your trust. And when you guys bought your house, you said yeah. you should come live with us. And I was like, in shock, I was like, uh, yeah, that'd be great, but let's talk to your husband, uh, you know? Yeah, and that's probably a reason that didn't work out, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, wait, yeah. you're bringing a man into our house? Oh, wait. That, oh, that's oh he was, ha- he, was, he was, he was, well, actually, he was actually happy. He's like, yeah. Ooh, we were the the mortgage is going to be a little too high. You know, can you pay? I think he said something. Oh, like really? Oh, see, I wasn't even yeah. in on all that. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I just wanted to like, be safe. I wanted because I I knew I I knew you were hurting. I just wanted you yeah. to be safe and everything. So. And, and well, you and did. this is the thing that that's hurtful, isn't it? When when you see people, and and the thing is, we see our friends and the people we love and care about a certain way, but when they don't see that themselves, it's it's heartbreaking because. It doesn't matter how much you love them, mm-hmm. you can't love them into seeing themselves the way they are. It, it's they they kind of have to come around to that on their own somehow, and so it doesn't matter what you say because if you tell them the truth that that you're wonderful and you're enough and you're just the way you are, it's it's a lie in their ears if that's not the, the, their truth. Mm-hmm. So it that's that's a hard thing, but but thank you. So so I because what you you actually gave Nathan some credit and and some other people some credit for kind of opening your eyes to things like that. And, mm-hmm. and I can tell the difference as someone who's known you for a quarter of a century. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I definitely see it. You're you're emotionally and and mentally you're in so much better of a place than you were back then when we were still stumbling around trying to figure ourselves out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. You're welcome. Are you, are you crying? Um, yeah, okay. I'm crying. It's all right. It's man tears. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it's my, my tears. It's okay. I'm holding my ukulele and strumming it. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to get I don't even know what to say to that. I, speaking <laughs> of synchrony, I actually just went because my tire blew out, and and I was like, oh, okay, so this is coming out of the Christmas money. Can I have those run flats for my BMW? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And but there was a guitar store close by, so I went there because I know my kids like music, and I would look at the ukuleles, and they're so stinking cute. I I was very very tempted to go buy one. Oh wow! But, and I might still. I might still. They are so. Awesome. I, I have this. I have this dream of like having musical instruments all over in my living room and then soundproofing it so the neighbors don't complain. <laughs> or you could live in some place where there aren't any neighbors. Yeah. That is better. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And then you could be my like nearest neighbor is like a quarter of a mile away, so no that way, would man. Be perfect. That would actually be perfect and that would suit my my inner my inner crotchety, crusty, salty vet very well. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say that it would serve your sunbathing needs. <laughs> you know, it could, it could at that. It, it actually could at that. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I, I, I already work in my underwear, but if I live out there or something like that, I'm going to be working outside in the nude. <laughs> well, you could. You here. know what? You really, could. that would that would save that would save on clothing. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Communing with nature. <laughs> getting your getting your vitamin D. <laughs> you know what? My vitamin D is low. Yeah. I, yeah. I do need more I do need more skin exposure. <laughs> the sunlight. It's true. Like it's it's health needs. I need a reasonable accommodation. <laughs> you do. You do. The, you know, the the one thing for sure that from this podcast that for me is I need to, to reach out to you, Nathan. We need to start talking again because the the stimulating talks that we had were freaking amazing. And uh, that's one thing that um, here, even though my wife is, has a PhD and multiple postgraduate degrees, the stuff that I like, she really doesn't like. Oh. <laughs> so, so to be able to talk to somebody about quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and multidimensional realities, yeah. now that pretty awesome so. yeah I, I love i love that stuff yeah and and you know i i work for the government and i tend to get eye rolled and i i can i can literally see their brain shut down and their eyes glaze over when i try to broach this topic i'm like oh, okay <laughs> so you, gotta, you gotta have a rocky mountain powwow sometime that'd be great yeah definitely brother definitely well so, yeah the anyway. snow, we're getting snow now Oh, yeah, and, and now, it's snowy out there. Yeah. You're getting snow in Albuquerque? Yeah, I got snow this morning. Mm-hmm. It's wow. all melting. Oh. Wow. I, I live in the mountains, though, so it's, you know, it's not uncommon here. It's it's snowing right now, so. Uh, yeah. But see, that's, as long as you're warm, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. As long as I got plenty of wood split, it's all good. Exactly. See, and that's the best. Yeah, I, I just, I realized the error of my ways, and, and I was told people, you know, fireplace didn't really seem important when when I signed the papers, but now that it's getting cold, and and I have to go to bed, and my bed's cold, I'm realizing I really want a fireplace. This, I'm not like this. <laughs> this seems very important now. <laughs> yeah, this house is heated mostly by a, a wood stove, so. Oh, wow. I, I split wood every day day and and stoked that thing up. And I think that's a natural kind of, much more natural kind of way to go about it, you know. It's like in a a regular city house, you set the thermostat. And um, and you're like, well, if I want to be cheap, I can set that thermostat to a lower temperature and just be a little more uncomfortable or wear more layers or whatever. And then it's that same temperature all through the house, so you just got to be uncomfortable everywhere you go. But yeah. when you when you heat with wood, it's like, well, all you have to do is your comfort level is just where in the house are you going to sit? How close to the mm-hmm. stove are you going to sit? You know, if, yeah. if you're a, a cold-blooded person, then you just have to sit closer. That's all, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I loved it. When I was in the mountains, I, I had a, a wood-burning stove, and it was it was great. It had the blowers, like that fireplace insert that burned wood, and we never converted to pellets because it was just so nice. I liked the smell of it because mm-hmm. it was that um, they, they call it cedar here, but it's not cedar, but it's a type of juniper. It's so fragrant and it's so nice, and I love burning it. <laughs> yeah, juniper down there in Albuquerque. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is red cedar. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's that's my favorite. I love it. That's great, Armando. It's it's like. It's like nature's incense, oh, as yeah. far as like like woods go. It's it's so nice. 
<laughs> really, really terrible if you're a wildland firefighter, though. Oh, sorry. Terrifying but, stuff. Well, well luckily, I didn't set it. I didn't set it on fire in the wild. Only the domesticated split one. By <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've I've come close to seeing the very end of life um, because of those mm. stupid trees. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, serious! Wow. Yeah, we, well, we had a couple of forest fires here two years ago, um, one to the south of me and one to the north of me, uh, that were gigantic forest fires. So I got to see how those those trees explode. Well, and, and aren't they, the bark is different, too. It's, 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 the bark doesn't seem to be as dense. Because I remember thinking, oh, it's like it makes its own kindling. It does. It's like very papery, kind of strandy mm-hmm. bark. It, it is, and then so it catches really well, but and then the wood burns nice and hot, which I guess for a firefighter that's like a nightmare. <laughs> like the worst combination, and yeah. it catches fire quickly and just burns hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not terrifying, especially with everything that's going on in California. That's terrifying. Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I actually I've saw been that. cutting those all down. All those, all those uh, junipers anywhere near my house are gone. Oh wow! Well, yeah, that's true. You don't want to. You don't want to take that risk. So, what are you going to do? Are you just going to leave the the land bare? Are you going to put something else there? Oh no, there's lots of other stuff going on. You know, okay. I just don't want that tree near my house. We I live in an area that's um, mostly ponderosa pines, um, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, juniper and um, uh, gamble oak, scrub oak. Oh right, right, right. I, I actually had one. On my property, one. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, it's kind of scraggly, but <laughs> the dynamics that that are behind um, forest fires too are incredible. I mean, because the heat is up to a thousand, two thousand degrees, and mm. so everything just so things you didn't think would catch on fire. You know, you got brick burning and melting. You know. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, it's so freaky. That's what what yeah. forest fires can do, and especially with yeah. the wind. With with uh, you know the fire triangles three sided. It's uh, oxygen and heat and fuel. You know, and right. when you put one of those in the extreme, that you never, you just don't even know what's going to happen. And when you have like sixty mile an hour winds, you can see some really weird stuff happen. So yeah, yeah. <sighs> Well, I think we we could probably go on for another four. Or five oh no, hours, no, but, no, yeah. I've, I've but to make it to make it easier like for the listener, fun. yeah. <laughs> but to make it easier for the listener, I think that's uh, a good stopping point. But I, for sure, this is going to be a podcast that we're going to have to follow up on too, Nathan. So, I, well, you, you uh, I could think. split it to a part one and a part two because we did we talked for almost two hours. Yeah, <laughs> no. What I was thinking of is have another two hours later on down the road because this is we this is, we could rename the podcast and just call it the Nathan Hour. The Nathan, <laughs> yeah, the Nathan Emmy Mondo Hour. Yeah, we'll just we'll just keep talking about things we like. <laughs> we could well, you know, we could be another one in the future that's topic based and just talk about one topic. There you go. See, that's a computer that's, going. That's, a, that's go. a noble. Okay. Hey, how come? Wait a minute. You were all impressed when I suggested that the other day. You were like, yeah. what's that? I, I said when I suggested that Mondo the other day of, hey, so should we think of questions? Should we, 
you know, topics that we're going to talk about, and you're like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna free to be a free for all. Well, this is a different. This is a different podcast. This is a Nathan Hour podcast. So that's where we're gonna focus it down. And and (laughs) so yeah, but for synchrony of minds, of course, we still got to let it let it flow. But you know, it, it's so it's, for the it's Nathan awesome. hour, we'll just do topic page, topic. Page. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll really get deep into the topic because that's one thing that Nathan can do is that get really deep into it, and uh, that's the fun stuff too. Um, Some people think that variety is fun, but if you really get into specialization, that's just as fun as well. Oh yeah, because yeah. Well, yeah, uh, any any given topic that's kind of popped up today. I'm pretty sure between the three of us, we could talk about it for hours. Oh yeah, right. easily. Yeah. But yeah. What What I love seeing though, Nathan, is that that Emmy likes you and that she was she's as talkative with you as she is with me. And for me, that's freaking awesome. That's what I love about. Well, the that's podcast. not hard. That's not hard, Armando. I I've been kind of just tolerating you for the last quarter century. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He needs to hear your love, Emmy. Come on. Yeah, come on. No, you know, you know, you know I love you. I, yes, I don't burn up all those pictures of your wife, remember? Uh, yeah, that was the that was the time for next podcast. Ex wives. Actually that could be a couple of days worth of podcast with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need more time. Yeah, yeah. But uh I think we should go ahead and we'll call it a stop there and thank you no so much Nathan for for coming on board thank you for for sharing uh, your life for coming here and, and talking more than I've ever heard you talk in public before I mean personally I've heard you talk a lot we, we, we were <laughs> awesome but in in a in a public venue like this man it's, it's awesome to see you open up like that and it to me it, it, it to me it, it, I, I hope that it's pointing to that you're in a good place. Uh, now, or that you're heading to, to a good place, and that's that's what I'm hoping for you. I am. Um, because, I am. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, with that, I think we'll go ahead and start off the podcast, and uh, we'll go on to the next one. So, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been uh, Synchrony of Minds. Our guest today was Nathan Anderson, and uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. <laughs>